Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Kiora, good morning. Welcome to Trust Talk on a Sunday morning. If you're having a Queen's or King's birthday, tricky one, hard to remember, isn't it? King's birthday weekend off. I hope it's going well for you. Hope wherever you are in the country, it's nice and sunny and Things are going swimmingly and you're looking forward to what's going to be a big old day at Ashburton today. Yep, Ash Vegas have the Sapling Stakes meeting coming up. It's going to be one of the big focuses of our morning this morning. Thank you to Harness Racing New Zealand for the opportunity to talk to you about this. Greg O'Connor is a lot closer to Ashburton than me, although I used to live in Tinwald. So technically, I might have been closer to Ashburton than Greg. Gregory, good morning to you, brother. How's the weather down your way? And I know you're about 90 kilometres from Ashburton, so very quickly uh, we'll get an update from Jeff McLaughlin on how his, his weather is too. Yeah, good morning to you, Michael. Uh, it's cool, there's no question about that, but it's settled at the moment. The rain's supposed to come later, so I'm sure Jeff will be able to update us. But you're right, it's um, uh, it's a very good day of racing down there. Not only do you have the Sapling Stakes, which has been run for over 100 years, uh, but you've got the Helen Pope Phillies Classic, and we've got to catch up with Peter Hunter, who uh, trains and drives this very smart fleet in Raklu. We've also got uh, the champion stakes for the three-year-olds, and we've got to catch up with Crandall Getty, who has the two favourites uh, for that event. But what about what's happened overnight, Michael? The Kiwis in Australia, South Coast Arden in 149.1, hot and treacherous winning the flashing red after sitting park for the last lap. Queen Lyder. Uh, Avengers her defeat uh, by beating Ultimate Stride. Horse called Heaven on Highs won five of ten starts since going across there. Dana Mora was a winner who was prepared here by the Baggeries and bred by Macca Lodge. It's been a bit of a fill up for the Kiwis overnight. As you can hear, Gregory was watching the racing in Australia after the Warriors win last night. Well done to the Warriors and Webby and all the boys and girls involved out there at Mount Smart. Yeah, massive day or massive night. Um, Queen Elida was excellent at Melton, but Win of the night, as good as hot and treacherous was, uh, came from South Coast Arden, the former New Zealand free-for-all winner, just overpowered Spirit of St. Louis after having a significantly tougher run. Uh, as Greg said, 149.1 at Menangle, and yep, he's right back to his best. It was a very strong performance from him, and Menangle looks to be his track. The big horse getting ahead of steam up there was awesome. On the subject of big tracks... Uh, Ash Burton is our Menangle, and that means Jeff McLaughlin is the man in the hottest place to be in harness racing today. Good morning to you, Jeff. Morning, Mike. How are you today? Mate, I'm full of beans. I'm, I'm loving it, Jeff. I tell you, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. I want a bit of one of those one-month cleaning things where you don't drink too much and you behave yourself. I wake up in the morning, Jeff. It's just, <laughs> it's just pristine. There's all sorts of things going on in the morning. There's people everywhere, Jeffrey. Well, that's good to know, isn't it, Mick? Yeah. Now tell me, what's it like in Ashburton? <clears throat> Excuse me, what's it like yeah, in Ashburton this morning? Yeah, it's nice. Nice wind this morning. It's the sun's poking through. It's clear down south. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely morning. Okay, what sort of meeting do you have today? Because on the track, it looks really good. Look, obviously, as, as Greg mentioned, really strong racing. Is it a day where you get industry people only or being one of your, your few biggest Sundays of the year? Do you expect a few of the locals and what's a real harness racing hotbed to pop along? 
look, we'll be busy today, Mike. Uh, Mick, it's um, it's sponsors' day, so all the sponsors throughout the year that have uh, sponsored a race turn up. There'll be at least 200 upstairs. Um, it'll be, you know, there's plenty of kids' entertainment, so they don't just think it's just a day out. Bring bring the kids, the, um, the face painting, the balloon man will be here. Um, even the gymnasium's open today for the for the young ones that want to come along and maybe bounce on a trampoline and, and that thing. So um, no, it's 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 one of our bigger days. So and, the, and as you right, the you know the three feature races um, hopefully will just go from strength to strength. Hey Jeff, I'm having a chance to talk to you on air since you guys had your Legends Day, which was about two months ago, and it's a it's a wonderful innovation, a chance for all the people who have been part of Ashburton or Mid Canterbury Harness Racing to get along. What was it like? Was it a few a few long stories told with a, a bit of a couple of whiskeys drunk late into the evening type thing? Because I, I heard the first one was a great success. Yeah, look, they had a very good day. But, um down the TQ Austin that day, Mick. Um, plenty, plenty of people turned up. So once again, it's something that the, the club and the um, Mid Canterbury owners are just trying to promote and keep keep going because um, yeah, we do. We need we need that generation still to keep coming. Well, what about today? Um, can you give us a winner? Because our listeners, it's a Sunday. They would like a bit of money. They're probably going to park up in front of the TV today and maybe have a watch. Have you got one you like? Look, I reckon I can give you one to run a place in the um, Sapling Stakes. The uh, local horse, um, Shards Matrix, might just um, follow follow speed and, and, and roll up into a place. Tell, tell us about Shards Matrix. What's, what sort of horse? Is this the horse who's been going good at the trials? Yeah, well, very nice trial the other week here. Um, they went good time. They went 56 for the mile rate for the 1700 on that day. Um just a nice, you know, looks like a nice progressive individual. All right, mate, look, we know it's a, uh, a big day there, mate. Have a great one. It, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and glad the weather is good. And thanks for putting something on for us to all to enjoy on our, on a Sunday, mate. No, good as gold, Mick. Thank you. That's Jeff McLaughlin from Ashburton. So tab.co.nz, the place to go find your odds for Sapling Stakes Day out of Ashburton. And, of course, Sapling means young, but of course Sapling was one of the great horses of the 1970s, so he's our code word for today. Text in to double eight double three. your name, your TAB account number, for your chance to win a $50 bonus bet. The code word is Sapling, so you need Sapling in there. Now, producer dude Robbie is overseas doing whatever young people do overseas, and I don't really want to think about that. Uh, and Cam is our producer. He was last week, he's this week. Feel free to try and con Cam into giving you the $50 bet. You can lie. We don't know if you're lying. You could tell us basically, you know, you're stuck outside and you can't get the keys to the house and you need $50. Just do whatever you want. So up to you. Uh, text into double eight double three. your name, your TAB account number, uh, the code word sapling, and a reason why Cam should give you the $50. Uh, Peter Hunter won't be texting him because he is on the phone with us. And Good morning to you, Pete. How are you, mate? G'day, Mac. How are you? Mate, I am a box of birds. Now, we're going to talk today about your really good filly, but we're also going to talk about when we first met because 
While Pete is a good Southern man, and I clearly am not these days, Pete and I met each other in 1991, which is 32 years ago. The Inter-Dominions were held in Auckland and a horse called Dare You Too, trained by former Methven boy Calvin Harrison, came to town and Pete looked after him. Pete, isn't it hard to believe that was 32 years ago? Uh, unbelievable. Um, yeah, time slips by very quickly, Mick, as you know, but um, geez, they were good days back then. What do you remember of that great carnival? Because um, it was a, a final one by, bizarrely, Mark Hanover. Back when, <laughs> this is the strange part of the story, Mark Purden wasn't that big a deal. Mark Purden was the little baby of the family. There was, of course, Barry and Tony Hurley, and, and, and Roy was right in his pomp. And I remember Christopher Vance was beaten on the line by Mark Hanover. Uh, I think Franco Ice ran third, and I think your horse ran about sixth in the final, dare you too. But hard to believe, Pete, that was the first emergence of <laughs> the man who would become our greatest ever harness horseman. Yeah, gee, he's done a lot in 32 years, hasn't he? He's, a, lot, um, a lot more than you and yeah, me, Pete. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, quite quite incredible story, really. And Yeah, no, that was, that was a great series, that. And um, it was quite exciting because uh, bringing an American horse uh, down under, that was really, a, really a novelty. And it was, um, it was quite exciting and it was challenging. And uh, it was great to be part of, really. He won a heat. Um, did, of course, Dare You Too. Inky Lord was part of that series, I think, as well. Um, just quick quiz for you, Pete, and for those playing along at home. Here's two things. Can you remember the name of the other North American horse from Canada who was part of the series? Uh, the Night Colt. Night Colt, correct. And who won that series trotting final? Ah. Oh. It wasn't Fraggle Rock, was it? Well, Pete, you're at, see, a lot of people your age, Pete, they just start to forget stuff. People my age do too, but you have absolutely nailed it. Let's talk about, since you're on a roll, let's talk about Rock Lou. <laughs> now, this is your filly uh, who's in the Helen Pope Fillies Classic today. This goes at just after 2 o'clock, everybody, so it'll be on trackside. TAB1 today, trackside. Um, talk to us about Rock Lou because often you see these southern horses and they look like they go well, but to be honest, Pete... Maybe it's the travel. They come to Christchurch and Addington just overroars them. That's not the case with Rark Lou. Gee, it was good last time out. Yeah, she's um, just a filly that's um, travel was never going to be a problem to her because she's just got the right attitude. And this was never really on her plan. She just sort of went a great race on Diamonds Day and they thought, well, it was a race at Rangiora and. We'll give her a trip away because she might have to do travel in the future. And um, the way it's worked out, there's been another couple of Phillies races and this one today, of course. And yeah, we just sort of rode the journey, really. And um, yeah, and it's um, she's a filly. It's probably um, just the right attitude to come up and travel. And uh, I think it's going to do good in the long term, I think. You've had some good horses over the years and decades with the Rark part to their name. Um, is she the most precocious, the earliest going one? Uh, most natural by far. I've, I've had a few that have um, I've raced at juveniles, but basically they're, they're, they're probably just there to make the numbers up. They just weren't that level that she is. And um, 
yeah, she's definitely the um, a juvenile raka I've never had before, that's for sure. All right, what do you make of her today? She's got barrier seven. You're driving her yourself. There's some of those ambitious, you know, aggressive drivers inside you. Tim Williams doesn't mind leaving the gate. Um, John Dunn's inside you. Um, Gavin Smith's inside you. What are your chances of getting across? And if you can't get across, what do you do? Yeah, well, it's a hard one, mate. There's, there's nice fillies there, and they've got a lot of gate speed, some of them, and uh, there's a couple of newbies there, and they're all unknown. And um, we're just going to wait to the, when the gate springs and how, how we leave the gate. And um, I, I guess the good thing about her, she's got a couple of strings to her bow. She can stay a wee bit. So um, with the draw, we'll, she'll probably have to do quite a bit of that today, I'd say. But, um, yeah, just got to play it by ear, I think. Pete, let's talk about Southland harness racing. You're a southern man through and through. And by the way, punters, um, our apologies. We haven't got Greg O'Connor up today. We're having slight technical issues, and we haven't been able to get him uh, and our guests on the phone line at the same time. So we'll, we'll tune back into him later on and try and find you a winner with Greg. Um, Pete, just with Southland Harness Racing, there's been a lot of changes and it seems to tick over, like I turned the TV on on Thursday and there's a meeting on and there's a Saturday meeting sometimes. And I thought the Invercargill Cup meeting just before Christmas went really well. Do you think Southland Harness Racing's got it right as in regards to when the big races are on, um, the days of the week it's on? You're a guy who thinks very deeply about the industry. Where do you think Southland Harness Racing's at? I think South Harness Racing's in a good space. Um, there's a lot of passionate people. The clubs get on really well, and they work together. Um, dates are, you know, they're hard to get what you want, of course, but um, they're promoting the big meetings very well. I think their last meeting was, that was a great day. And um, if we can keep going forward promoting that and... Um, with the birth dates and that, the season's changed a bit and it's going to be, you know, you've got to do a wee bit of juggling, but um, it's not a quick fix. It takes a few years to adjust and and uh, it depends on numbers and whatnot. But um, one thing about South and um, people with their horses, they're passionate about racing and we race, yeah. So um, it always survives that way, Mick. Pete, there was a Group 1 race. The Invercargill Cup became a Group 1 race at the back end of last year. It's, it was a cracking race. I mean, Krug won and, and Self Assured was there, so it was a proper horse race. We hear a lot about pride in Southland Harness Racing. Is, is it a case that people are proud of that? Because obviously you've had all these great horses over the years and you haven't had any Group 1 races. Do people care about the fact there's a Group 1 race on your track? Does it matter to you? Oh, I think so, Mick. I, I tell you, in Krug 1, like, guy here, you got a standing ovation, and end of the day, Mick, people just love to see top horses, and Southerners are probably more passionate than anyone. You know, they come out to see top horses, and that's something we probably never see too much of down home, but when they do come out to play, people love seeing them, and, um, yeah, that, that, that was... I think you asked Grand Delgetti about it. You couldn't believe the support and the, you know, the congratulations he got after winning that race. And yeah, uh, it's quite humbling for him. You just need to ask him about that. And yeah, and uh, no matter what 
forward to that. If it's a good horse, uh, yeah, the Southland people enjoy seeing the race, that's for sure. Uh, on the subject of humbling, Pete, um, not an ideal year for the Highlanders. If you're, I know you're a rugby man. Um, yeah, that could have gone better. <laughs> yeah, they got a wee bit of work to do. Um, probably not too bad against your lot the other night for oh. all that, but. Uh... <laughs> Pete, Pete, my, <laughs> bit of work, bit of work lots, to be done. Bit my, of work to be done. My lot's a very fluid bunch. It depends on who's going well, but yes, effectively, I'm a blues man. But yes, um, yeah. We'll leave the Hollanders Park there. That's not your fault, Pete. Hey, um, good luck with Rark Luda Day, mate. It's good to talk to you again. I'll see you on TV occasionally. You look relatively healthy. Obviously, you've been looking after yourself. So, mate, I hope to see you're on television again today after the Helen Pope Phillies Classic at three minutes past two, coming back on the Winner's Circle, brother. Uh, thanks, thanks for that, mate. Well, uh, is this one of those races? Uh, you feel prejudiced to have a horse good enough to be in it, so... Um, yeah, we're pretty wrapped just to have one in it, and if we what we'll get, we'll get, and hopefully we'll give it a have it a good good shot, Mick. Yeah, mate, you get round safe. Hope your filly gets around safe, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you at the races one day. Maybe at Addington round Cup time. That'd suit me, Pete. Uh, it'd be good catching up with you, Mick, one day. That's for sure. Good yeah. on you, brother. That's Peter Thank Hunter, you, champion bloke out of Southland, and the South rises again. They are heading to Ashburton today, and he is Rark Lou, who's a proper horse. Man, she was good at Addington last time out, and. One of those stories, isn't it? You, know, you hear about people and you see their names in the race book and you think, oh, yeah, I've heard that name before. Famous Hunter family. Well, Pete was right in the middle of the Inter-Dominion. It's one of the great Inter-Dominion series in 1991 with a horse called Dare You Too. So great to see him with a good horse all these years later. Of course, he's had plenty of good ones in between. Get those texts in to 8833, uh, your name, your TAB account number, and the code word SAPLING for your chance to win a $50 bonus bet. Uh, Cam gets to make the decision. And Shane suggested, Cam, I've been told, your way cooler than Mick will ever be. <laughs> well, well, Cam, that may well be true. But um, we're going to disqualify Shane because he's spelt SAPLING wrong. He put two Ps in it. So, Shane, that's what you get. Uh, you can have another go. Text back into double eight double three because uh, Cam is open to, to basically being flattered. Are you open to being flattered, Cam? Are you open to this? Are you open to basic level yeah, corruption? Yeah, I'm open to it. Okay. When was the last time someone flattered, like, the people randomly come up to you now that you're part of this show and talk to you and say, wow, you're that guy? Nah. Oh, you know, if, it must it's be hard just going flattery to the, at this point. It must if be hard going to, to the supermarket. And then, yeah. this, and then, you know, it might come their way. Yeah, well, just everybody knows, Cam has a beautiful head of red hair. So uh, if you want to, to go down the whole, you know, I love red head thing, that may help. Would that help at all? Oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, it, it depends on what's said. Okay, yep, okay. Yep. No no jokes, just just tell tell Cam that that's your favourite type of people. Um, we're going to try and get Greg O'Connor back because we're paying him this morning. I'm not going to pay him. I'm back. He... Are you back? Oh, there you are. Hello, Gregory. I'm back. Oh, hello there. Are you back? Great I... chat with Peter Hunter. Well, I was going to involve you, but you didn't come up on my little phones <laughs> thingy, so I didn't know you were there. No, I'm um, here. Oh, cool. Okay, well, that's good because we're doing the Southern Man segment next, which is ironic considering Pete's from the South and you're in charge of that part. So we're going to take a break. Greg is back. Um, Greg's actually had the flu this week, so we almost gave him the morning off. Man flu, mate. Man, man flu. flu? Yeah. Mm. He actually came to No or- sympathy at home. He came to Auckland last, last week and he had a couple of beers and he just, you know where it goes. You go home and <laughs> you, just, you just sulk on the couch. It's just been terrible. Anyway, enough of that garbage. Um, what we're going to do is have a break, come back on the other side, and, and Greg's going to try and find us some winners at Ashburton with um, people who don't have the man flu.
I got the south in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm damn well dead. Yes, I'm a southern man. Yes, it is time for the Southern Man uh, segment here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand, joined on the line by Tim Williams. Morning to you, Tim. Great, how are you? Yeah, excellent, thanks, mate. Last time we were at Ashburton, I think it was in April, you drove a double, but it's been a bit lean, mate, since then. Uh, Maria Alagondi got home at Addington uh, on Thursday night, but it's been a quiet time, so we'd like to turn that around today, as I'm sure you would. Yeah, a little bit too much time on the bench of late Greg, so uh, yeah, it's obviously uh, good to be back in, but uh, yeah, obviously in the winter things have lightened off a wee bit, so I think, yeah, Simon's got a couple to step out next week, which will be nice to uh, start getting a few numbers out again. Alright, let's talk about your chances today. Uh, did you shout the bar is the first of those in race number two I wanted to talk to you about. This one trained by John Howe. It's a $10 chance, but I just thought in its last couple of runs there was enough improvement there to think it had a part to play in this race. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, uh, I think the bench form wide of this uh, run two starts ago at Ashburton where it was able to jump and, and pull you up on the fence. And, you know, the behind some pretty smart types. So, uh, you know, I'm quite looking pretty nice front line from the stand basically there was some pretty sharp matters so it provided he brings his A game early he can pull the up somewhere handy with the speed I think he either each way chance and lots of pretty nice maiden field. What is it with uh, Costa Howe's team? Because he's got Arnold Lane at it as well. Um, gee, they're all very well mannered, aren't they? Particularly from the stand, you know what you're going to get. They're going to step basically every time. Hope you haven't put the mock on me, Greg. Like you say, it's... Uh, <laughs> Definitely something Coaster has down packed. Uh, the stand is something, you know, nine nights out of ten is forced to get it dead right. So hopefully today that's something that could be the winning or losing of the race if we can step cleanly and get in a good position early. Timmy, there's a really nice mares race, Phillies and mares race, race number three. Your driver's elite sticks for Grant Payne. You've come up with barrier two. You're drawn right alongside Classy Link, who's a hot favourite in this. What are your expectations with this mare? Look, she's actually won. She's won two of us on the track and, and over the distance. So, uh, like you say, Bruce Nagel's one's obviously won the feet and been racing super. So, uh, yeah, they've got the right draw. If we can pause um, up on the fence, we need a little bit of luck. But, you know, she's definitely a first-wall player from the draw. Right, you drive Artie B. Mickey in the Helen Pope Phillies Classic. We just spoke to Peter Hunter about Rark Lou, and she's obviously the benchmark at this stage. But your filly's gone well in behind her twice, and she's got the advantage of barrier one. Is that going to be enough, and has she improved enough? I think it's definitely an assist to draw Greg, but to be fair, I was pretty disappointed with her last start. Like you say, she, she led and got awfully lost, so we've, we've tinkered with a fair bit of gear um, between times and you know, been quite pleased with her at home this week, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll see a lot better version of it today, but like you say, you can't say nothing away from Pete's Philly. It's, uh, it's, it's been a class above us the uh, last two starts. Should have a part to play top three again, though. Artie B. Mickey, a $7 chance in the Helen Pope. Shepherd's Delight takes its place in the Rural Business Accountant's Champion Stakes. Excellent win on debut, uh, and a handy enough fourth last time as well at Ashburton. This is a bit of a step up, though, for the Ivan Court trained three-year-old son of Sky Major, Tim. Yeah, it is, Greg, and it's a different kettle of fish today. The first two runs have been in stands, and 
as Ivan's ones are a bit like Coast, is very good from the team with their manners. So, thanks to the mobile today and racing some, you know, some really smart three-year-olds that have dropped back out of some sort of group one, group one company chasing around the really good ones. So, the draw helps, and you know, I'm sure the distance is not going to be a problem. And you know, I spoke to Ivan earlier in the week, and he's been really happy with the horse, but there's a little bit of wait and see to see today how he how he's going to measure up against these ones. But you know, I'm sure if he gets a a nice run handy to them, you know, he won't disappoint. But like you say, we have a light on how he measures up today. Longer odds about Tanganyika in the last for Grant Payne. Second row draw, wide second row draw. And what is a handy field? Is it a first four player? Yeah, Jimmy Smokey of the day, Greg, this one. Put a line through his last couple of starts. He's had a few excuses to Geraldine. It slipped and stopped and lost his shoe. And I think he was actually going to get a fair piece of it his last start. And spoke to John, who drove him cold last week, and it just made a mistake. It got a big stride on him. John said just touched the cart and panicked when he, he thought it was going to play a pretty strong hand in the trial. So it's going to need to have a lot of luck and some of the better ones that have bad luck. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was probably my smoke of the day. I wasn't a bad draw, but, you know, I, I know Grant's very happy with the horse. All right, what's well, a decent sort of a price. You mentioned a couple of Stonewall due to step out. Can you enlighten the listeners as to one to follow, maybe? I think either Obsession or Beach Flyby. Obviously, uh, they're both quite, quite lowly rated, so they'll race through the winter and off their trial last week. Um, yeah, really pleased with what they did, so... Yeah, looking forward to getting them back to the track. Obviously, the session was probably ready to go a few weeks ago. Just had to be set back with the blood. So she seems really well. She can recapture some of the Group 1 form she was able to place in last year. You know, I think she should be in for a pretty good winter. All right. Really appreciate your time as always, Tim. Good luck today. No worries. Thanks so much, Greg. That's Tim Williams from uh, him to Cherie Tomlinson, who has a handful of drives today, which all look very competitive. Morning to you, Cherie. Morning, Greg. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to have a chat to us because your book of drives today, many of them are in the market and that's why we need to talk to you about their chances. Sandfly Bay's the first of them in race number one. She showed plenty on the grass. She missed out last time, uh, but if she brings her best form to race number one today, she'll be very competitive. Yes, definitely. She has proven in a trial and a two first up runs that she's got the ability to pick up a maiden win pretty quickly. She had a wee mishap the third start, so hopefully that's behind her now. And Bruce has given her a wee freshen up. And you know they they did run along a bit in that in that race where she didn't place. So hopefully today the tempo isn't as strong and she steps well. But if she trots today and does everything right, it'll be a great confidence booster for her. All right, I think she'll go pretty close in the first, as you clearly will in race number three, because the flashing red light was on the helmet uh, last time with Classy Link. Just couldn't get clear here at Addington Raceway, but, gee, she's been racing great for ages. Bruce thought enough of her to put her in the Oaks uh, uh, behind no matter what back in December. She's got barrier three. You've got options. She's just doing a great job, isn't she? Yeah, isn't she, Justin? I mean, her last two starts, after a freshen up, she's hit the line super and obviously um, was running over top of them last week. And today, small field, she's got a draw to suit and she's proven that she goes good on this track and over the distance. So if she puts her right foot forward, um, when the gate leaves, I can't see why she shouldn't be winning it. Buffy Norstein's getting closer to a win. Another strong run at the far lap last week and smallish sort of field can really fin finish uh, her races off strongly and she can do that again today, do you think? 
Yeah, small field, and obviously on the unruly, you've got to step good enough and get handy, and she's a horse that can't do any work in the running, so, she, you know, she just has to be handy enough turning for home, and if she does get the right trip, she will be running on. So, yeah, hopefully we don't end up too far back, and, yeah, she's an honest wee trotter. Raging On comes out of the amateurs last time, goes round in race number six as a $20 chance, but Sharia wanted to ask you about Paige uh, in race number nine, another of these uh, Negus trotters, and uh, she came out of that same MM Sunshine uh, race as Buffy Northstain, so again, Unruly's not going to make it easy, but she's close to another win, isn't she? Yeah, she's in that lower graded trot, which helps a lot, and she showed the other day she did a bit of work and she kept finding the line which was good and she seems to improving be improving with every race and you know she's stacking up a nice wee form line there so yeah she she is improving and she's a horse that hopefully with the, if it's a fast tempo up front you know she'll just be tucked away and she'll be finding the line at the end so she's a definite first four chance. Sheree, we know Classy Link, you're going to say that's your best drive of the day, but of the others, uh, $1.50 is no real spoil there. Of the others, what would you suggest that our SENZ Trots Talk listeners have a dollar each way on today? Yeah, well, fingers crossed Classy doesn't let me down. She should go a good race. But, um, yeah, Paige, if she trots the whole way, I mean, it is a quite a weak field. Um, she's got into the lower one, so... I mean, if she trots away nicely and gets handy, she should be running on nice at the end. Thanks, Sheree. Thanks so much uh, for that and go well today. Awesome. Thank you very much. Great to get the thoughts of Sheree and Tim Williams, of course. Um, Gregory, as you mentioned, a bit of a quieter time for Tim recently. Obviously, he's one of the best drivers in the country, but sometimes, especially in a big barn like the uh, the Stonewall team, put put a few away for the winter. Sometimes they all go through these type of runs. Well, most most of them do. Apparently Blair Orange doesn't because it just seems to be every time I turn on the TV, Blair is driving a winner somewhere. Yes, agreed. But uh, no, he's due to, due to bounce back and it was great to get his uh, thoughts around a couple of those Stonewall runners that are due to return to the track. Obsession's pretty smart and Beach Flyby we know as well. So uh, there are two that you can certainly back with a bit of confidence soon. OK, we're getting a few texts in, uh, to double eight double three. So we need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for today is sapling. Now Shane's retext because he spelt sapling wrong the first time and he was giving a dig at me, but he was right. He stands by his words that Cam is cooler than me. Well, of course he is. He's a lot younger. Um, getting comments here from, from Chris. Chris said that he has a horse called... Uh, son of the merch and it galloped the other day at Cambridge and he wants us to give him $50 bonus bet so he feels better. That was Todd Mitchell on it I think, that was the reason. Hands of concrete, hands of concrete Mm. Todd. Um, Bruce said it's a lovely day and he wants 50 bucks to spend at Ash Vegas. I wonder who the first person to ever actually call Ash Burton Ash Vegas because it's a silly name but everybody does it and I do it too. Um, Then again there's a hotel in Ash Burton called the Flash Ash which again is probably a silly name but it just seems to stick for a long time and Mike said he's off to Ashburton and he has clear night skies last night and he has had a notable amount of UFO sightings over the years. Right. No. Hey, I got that wrong too. It was Zach Butcher. Oh, even, even. Just before just before a Todd Mitchell fan club member sends in a message to me. Well, I, th- I think I think he'd be waiting a long time. Um, yeah, so yep. Mike said that he has seen several notable UFO sightings over the years. Now, Mike, I did say you could lie and say whatever you want to Cam. Um, that's, that's ridiculous. It's probably a stretch, but look, we can't prove it's wrong. So look, you're all in the mix. Oh, by the way, somebody actually called Cam, um, Mike, Mike texted in and said, um, cheers, Big Red. 
Good on him. I couldn't have even lied. He might have blonde here. You can't even see the poor bloke. Okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Come back on the other side. Another subject of strange people and UFOs. Crandell Giddy's going to join us. Hey, welcome back to Tross Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. They've got a really cool website, so hrnz.co.nz, previews and reviews every day. Um, someone here said, I thought it was called Cash Burton. That's pretty good. Haven't heard it called that before. Off you go. Hey, Crandell Giddy is on the line. Good morning to you, Cranford. It's nice to have your company on a Sunday morning. Great to be with you guys, and here we are, well, ready be- for Vegas. Before we talk about uh, the horses today, where is Krug? What's he doing? What are you going to do with him? Um, he's big and fat and ugly at the moment, um, eating and sleeping, the good life we all want to live. Just like um, just like you? More, 100% like me. I mean, <laughs> so in three more weeks, he's going to uh, bring come back to the barn and um, start up a campaign and see what we can do. The whole open class scene, it's changed so much. We're all sort of trying to work out where we want to head with our horses, and, and obviously some people want to go to Queensland and it hasn't really worked out. How do you see the open class season? Say I gave you open slather, which you pretty much got. You can go anywhere you want to go with Krug. What are the five or six races you want to target the most? Because we seem to have these, I don't know, the two, the two carnivals we seem to miss most of the Kiwis, the Queensland Carnival seems to not be something we're, we're big on and we seem to have almost walked away from the Miracle Mile Carnival. So what does Crandall Getty's ideal 12 months with Krug look like? Uh, good question. Well, when you're lucky enough to get a free fall that's sort of above average, you like to suppose you go in the biggest races you can financially. Uh, Queensland is very big, it's very talked about, um, go ahead, but as you know, when something can't, a carnival like that in a, in a state like that is getting bigger and bigger, the competition does go with it. Uh, it's a well-talked-about um, happening place to be. Love to be there, but as you see, um, a couple of Kiwis have come away from it. Um, the timing of training, we can't be there. But oh, we, we, I'm still trying to get a hold of this New Zealand Cup cam, campaign. Um, well, that'll be our first our main mission, and if things are really good after that, well, you know, a million-dollar milk a mile and million-dollar racing Cambridge are the sort of sexy ones to be in. Cran, you got a couple of chances uh, today in the champion stakes, Ahoka LeBron and Franco Sinatra. Uh, how do you rate them? Because the bookies have Franco Sinatra clearly ahead of Ahoka LeBron. Yes, he raced very good there in his last start, so he probably looks the favourable one, whereas the other guy just wasn't quite good enough in a, in a size final there a few weeks back. So obviously that's the form that's controlling the money there. But they're, they're very similar horses. Uh, but, you know, Franco um, Sinatra, he's probably raced more race hard than the other guy. The other guy's in good shape, but the other guy um, might be just more forward. All right. Speaking of uh, Carter, who drives Franco Sinatra, he got on a bit of a roll at Addington the other night, getting two home for you and uh, Chrissy. Ferretti was one of those, watermelon sugar the other, but uh, Ferretti, a sweet Lou, out a good-looking chick, uh, bred by Robert Famularo that you guys or Carter picked out at the sales. But, gee, there were some scenes in the, uh, in the winner's circle because a lot of Carter's mates from West Melton are involved. Uh, yeah, well, it's true, a bit of a thrill, really. It was sort of like one of the Zealand Cups, really. Uh, as you know, being students, they're on uh, <laughs> limited money a week, and they've got a couple of strains of the tail each, and uh, we carded a bid for him at sales and brought him. I said, well, who's going to pay for this one? Um, and he said, leave it to me. So uh, away he went and got all his mates together, and um, uh, it, was, uh, it was a great thrill, you know, to win a maiden race, sure, it's, it's not a big deal, but to have them all there, and they all had their couple of dollars on, and they had a wee bit of uh, sarsaparilla in them, so uh, a buzzy night for them. All right, well, uh, we'll look forward to seeing when it lines up again. I'm sure the entourage will come uh, with it. You've got a Jira in the last two. Just a quick comment on him from Barrier 2. 
Uh, yeah, he's been a bit of a, a challenge project, really. He's working um, super. I just hope he races a super. But uh, he has full be many times, so he's a gold coin each way rather than putting half your house on. Cranford, thanks for your time this morning, brother. Um, good to catch up with the Info One crew. Yeah, if you want to go to hrnz.co.nz, you'll see the scenes the other day when Carter's mates were at the races. Uh, beautifully captured, really cool story. Good to see the young guys and girls out enjoying themselves. So good to see Harness Racing New Zealand covering it. Good luck today, Cran. It's Cran Dalgetty who's heading to... Uh, the three-year-old race, the champion stakes today with Franco Sinatra, who I think will win. Gregory, before we head to the break, what are your top tips at Cash Burton, apparently? Cash Burton, yeah. Classy link uh, will be most people's anchor, pretty sure. I really like one each way in race number four, a horse called Benny and the Jets, trained by Costa Hare. Robbie Close is doing the steering. It's a $12 chance. Probably more top three, top four, Michael, than win, but I, I reckon it's a great each way chance today. I actually reckon a Hoka LeBron can beat Franco Sinatra. So there you go. I'm going against uh, what Cranch just told us, that maybe Franco Sinatra's got more ring craft, but I like the price about a Hoka LeBron. So that's race seven, number five. Those odds available on tab.co.nz. Get your text in to double eight double three. We need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word sapling. And I think our early clubhouse leader with about 10 minutes to go could be Harley. Harley says it's my birthday today, and I would love a bonus bet. She could absolutely be lying. In fact, Harley could be a guy or a girl, but it sounds kind of trustable. See if you can do better in the next 10 minutes. Double eight, double three with your text and the code word is sapling. On the other side of this break, we're going to hear a short excerpt from an interview we had yesterday on the mail run uh, done by Louis Herman. What really high quality stuff. He talks to the chief executive of Entain, who effectively now is in charge of running the New Zealand TAB. After this break, we'll hear from... Dean Shannon and discuss what it means for you. Punters promise in New Zealand allowing it's staying. Yeah, categorically it's staying, and you know I think that that's that's really important. You know, two thousand dollars as, as a monopoly. Well, yes, you know it'll stay at two thousand um, dollars. Look, you know I know that there's um, a small group of punters that would like to increase that, but. You know, those punters that, you know, professional punters, you know, that are smarter than us as a a bookie, right, they, um, you know, they still win and they win from the industry, right? And, you know, so we we do have to regulate how much they win because, you know, um, that, that allows us, you know, to offer a lot more promotions and prices and, and that to more of the general public, right? And I think that that's really important now. But, look, I understand they want to have a bet, Right, and I understand that they they um they need to know what they can get on for, and um they're they're also an important part of the industry, right? Because they're obviously passionate about what they do. They've made a life around you know betting or whatever it is, and um so look, you know, um I'm happy for it to stay. Okay, that's an excerpt from an interview played yesterday morning on the Mail Run here on SCNZ. Uh, Louis Herman Watts speaking um, in depth to Dean Shannon. That was Dean Shannon you heard there. That's available on the app. So if you download the SCNZ app and you want to go to the podcast segment of that, you can hear the extended interview. Uh, Also, there'll be an extended interview in the New Zealand Herald on Tuesday morning. But Greg O'Connor, when you hear that, uh, does that make you believe punters will get a fair deal or the new Entain TAB deal? Yeah, I didn't hear, have to uh, listen to that, Michael, to think that because uh, I've known Dean Shannon for a long time and um, you heard him straight away. It was instantaneous, the answer. It's staying. There's no um, 
unknown territory about it. It's staying and that's it. He's recognised that it's something that uh, will resonate with Kiwi punters. Now, more likely punters like you than me, but um, it, it was a significant change when it came in and he's sticking with it and I think there'll be a whole lot of products that we're about to see and find out about that people are going to go, you know what, this is giving us a better crack at it or a fairer crack at it and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a lot of animosity and confusion over the Intain TAB thing. The one thing people do think is that it's going to restrict them. Well, you're not restricted at the moment. You can bet on whoever you want to bet with. You can bet with sports bet. You can bet with the tab. You can bet with whoever. Um, next year there could be geo blocking coming. That's still legislative change. We might have a change of government before then. So that's a long way down the path. Michael, I thought he made a really good point though. That that. Basically, well, if, if you're a decent punter or a good punter or a winning punter, and there's not many, then you'll be restricted wherever you go. Of course, you isn't will. isn't 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 that right? So therefore, Gregory, um, I've bet with fifteen different bookmakers worldwide, and everybody restricts me more than Punters Promise. Punters Promise is by far and away the best deal, full stop, in the world. Anybody who doesn't understand that just doesn't understand how it works. Um, that's just a fact. Now, the thing they need to do is introduce it for sport because there's plenty of people listening to this who want to have a bet on the Warriors. And most people bet around that $50 mark or less. Very few. 95% of futures bets with the New Zealand TRB are less than $50. So yep. we're not talking about many people, but the people who do bet big are really important to the industry because they create a lot of liquidity in the market. And one of my bets is worth 50 bets for a normal person. I understand that. It doesn't make you a better or worse person. Not everybody should do that. But I genuinely believe, um, and people can make their own minds up, having spoken to Dean, and, and not just Dean, he's no saint, it's not all about him, but I believe the intention is there. And legislatively, if the geo-blocking is granted, they can write that in. You can have what's called a minimum bet law where you have to be allowed to win that. So that, that's on our podcast channel. Have a listen or read the Herald, nzherald.co.nz. That'll be out on Tuesday morning discussing a lot of other aspects because I know it's confusing because you've got things to think about at home. So we'll do some of that thinking for you and try and give you honest opinions because we're not getting paid by Entain, which is probably good. Nope. Okay. Uh, good thing. Big Red. <laughs> Cam, they called you, someone called you Big Red. It, it seemed to resonate. Um, who did you like the most out of, out of what was a raft of text messages today? Hey, thanks everybody for texting in. Oh, okay. Only because he's flattery involved in it. And oh. I thought, you know what? Today I'm going to do some flattery ones, and it's either going to be Mike Alfrey or Shane at the moment. So I'm, I oh I'm oh. Don't be Gen Z and us. Don't don't be don't be sitting on the fence. Just make it happen, brother. I reckon Big Red. Oh God, you just going to have to go it. with Mike. You fell for it. Gets so vain. <laughs> oh God, Gregory. So you're Big Red, and, and Greg's Big Big Silver. <laughs> Gregory, what's your chance of a winner at Ashburton today? Before we say au revoir to everybody. I don't know if it's just happened, but Benny and the Jets is 12s under $9. I don't know if they're listening to us, Michael, or they know something. So, yep, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Great odds, I think. Okay, from uh, from Silver Fox, from Big Red, and from me and all the team at Harness Racing uh, New Zealand, thanks for listening. Go have a bet at the tab.co.nz. Bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. Blair Orange is the favourite in the Drivers' Challenge. Who would have thought? Big old day down there at Ashburton. Good luck to Jeff and the team. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Next week, 11 o'clock in the morning with Trot's Talk, but of course, SENZ, your home of racing on the radio for the whole week. By the way, some big racing stories coming up this week. Big, big, big racing stories in the next three days. Stick around, we'll find out more about those because Louie will be on to those along with Smithy and the crew. Have a great Sunday. Good luck on the punt.